Good day, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Blood, Sweat, and Beers. On the pod today, we have one of the captains of the USA rugby team, the quick-stepping, high-jumping, roller-skating, Kristen Thomas. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, we're excited to have you. Have you done a lot of podcasts? No, I wouldn't say a lot. I've done a few. <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit different. I, I still like, I laugh every week that like the Free Jacks decided to give me a podcast because I'm like, I'm not the best speaker, but here we are and we're having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Tammy, I think it's been like, what, a year of us going back and forth about this now, Tammy, right? Uh, yeah, it's been about a year. I can't believe it. it's been about a yeah. year now, but we've had so much fun with it. Everyone has been really cool and so fun to get into the swing of things. And Kosha's intros, if you've listened to the first one, they get progressively more detailed and like they are fire right now. I, I can't even <laughs> keep up. I didn't even attempt to do one. It is so fun. I love it. You know, we all have to have our strengths, and mine is literally just probably the intro, not the rest of the speaking, but maybe just the intro. But okay, yeah, we'll just get right started. How are you feeling, Chris? I am feeling pretty good right now. You know, we're at a good point in the season, and, you know, it's almost time for the Olympics, so it's a pretty exciting time. Yeah. How are you feeling? (laughs) Well, I just, I can't believe we're getting as close as we're getting, honestly. Like, I talked about this with uh, Casey the other day too, but like, I still almost don't believe it. You know, like after like what happened last year and how everything shut down, I just, I feel like it won't feel real until like the team is on the way to Tokyo. You know what I mean? Right, right. Seriously. Like I'm not counting any, any eggs before they hatch, as they say. I just, (laughs) like, I just still can't really believe it. Mm -hmm. It's a a crazy place to be in. Yeah, it is. But like it is starting to feel more real. Like I just think you can start to feel kind of the hype. And as we get closer to the L.A. tournament coming up and like closer to the roster coming out, like starting to feel a little bit more real every day. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. it's it's probably happening. It's probably happening. (laughs) Good, good chance, good chance. <laughs> but, but can't can't get too far, get get too ahead of myself there. But yeah, no. Yeah. But no, it's been a, like a crazy few weeks of training. Like we've been uh, we've been going after it, huh? Yep. Every day is a grind. <laughs> um, yeah. It's good though. It is good. I mean, it's like it's some of like the hardest times, but it's also been like some of the most fun times I think like as much as like you can feel like the tension and the stresses starting to grow I also think like the team is just getting closer in the face of that so it's like I think we've been like doing a really good job of like finding the moments of fun in in the chaos as they say yeah I agree with that and that's something that we've kind of been doing you know this whole past year of like all of all of everything going on so I think it's been really cool to like go through it together yeah definitely Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean now that all of you are on TikTok you guys are just (laughs) always coming out with the next best thing aren't you (laughs) just trying trying to keep up (laughs) yeah I mean you're you do the dancing with Naya is that right I do yeah that's me (laughs) oh okay this is impressive we're gonna have to drop a couple of those into this because I'm like watching this I'm 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 gonna do this Tokyo and I'm like uh uh and it's (laughs) Not even a thing. <laughs> oh, no, I'm okay, sure. so that's Just how we might have to frame this. 
Got yeah, it. I mean, honestly, I think like I think Tammy, I think that they've tried to get me to do them before, and I've just been like, absolutely not. I am not the target <laughs> audience. Like, I cannot dance. I do not have any semblance of rhythm. Like, you guys crush it, and I'm just every time I'm like, wow, I look like a complete <laughs> fool. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what we like. We we see some of the dances, and we try some of like the more advanced ones, and we can't even do it because these people are like actually you know performers and actually dancers. So we we have those moments too. <laughs> yeah, but also I've watched you like watch a video and learn the dance in like two minutes and be ready to do it, and I think that that's one of the most <laughs> impressive things because. I, it would take me probably like a week of like actual like practicing every day to like get those steps down and mm-hmm. you do it in like five minutes and it's I don't know how you do it did your brain just like work that way like um to an extent yeah and like as a kid we used to like make up dances so like you know before the age of TikTok and Instagram it was just like me and my friends just like outside making up dances and learning them or like watching music videos and trying to learn it which is it's even easier today because you can just like screen record it on your phone but back yeah. then you know you just had to like wait for the video to be on and try so it's like it's got a little bit more um help these days yeah and I guess you probably had to as a kid like learn it pretty quick because it's like the video is only on when the video is on and if you don't learn it then then you have to wait till it's on again yeah yep yep mm-hmm. so it's a learned skill but it's still a very impressive skill <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> I think you can see it in your stepping on the field sometimes like you're so light on your feet I think that's definitely part of it like I mm-hmm. am pretty much like an elephant on my feet like I am like ripping up the ground like I'm very heavy on my feet and you're just like very quick step in <laughs> yeah yeah, I but. think between, like, dancing and, like, I used to tap dance a little bit as a kid. And then, like, between, like, that and jumping, um, I used to jump double dutch, too. So, like, sometimes I'll, like, watch film and I'm like, it looks it looks very similar. Like, maybe all those years of jumping rope, like, finally paid off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything, everything comes out in rugby. Like, that's what I always say, like, you know, all the sports I played kind of like culminated in like being able to play rugby. And I think, you know, you can see that too, just like between like the sports and the like activities, it's like it all comes out on the rugby field, which is pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so no, speaking of like, let's go back, let's go all the way back. Let's throw it all the way back. So where are you from? I'm from Philly. From Philly. And uh, did you grow up playing other sports? Like, I know you just said that, like, you you danced and you um, did double dutch, which is also incredibly impressive. But uh, did you do other sports growing up? Yeah, I played basketball, not rarely for an official team, but, like, mostly just, like, street basketball. Um, And then I ran track with my um, middle school team and then high school team. And then I also was a cheerleader um, for a few years. You were a cheerleader? Yeah, I actually loved it too. It was fun. <laughs> I think I, I think I knew this because we did that Bring It On dance um, oh. <laughs> a little while ago. Tammy, you know that like iconic scene from Bring It On, where it's like, well, what they're at the football game and they're doing like the they. Uh, I'm yes. gonna explain this incredibly terribly. Um, <laughs> yes, Chris, yes, do you, yes. do you know oh, how to iconic. explain? It? Yeah, they like absolutely. We need footage of this though. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, (laughs) but we were doing, it was like part of our way to spice up. We were doing like inner squad competition. And so we had like a mini rivalry week. Um, And so this was like our team's um, 
like version of that. It's um, yeah. So it's, it was pretty funny, but like, I remember the whole night before, like we had like two days to do it maybe, but the whole night before I am sitting there like writing out the cheer, like I'm like handwriting it. Cause I'm trying to memorize the words. And I still think by the time we went to film it, I probably got none of them. Right. <laughs> It's just like yeah, my voiceover. <laughs> my brain so does not work like that. But like, yeah. But so yeah. I, so I think I knew that you were a cheerleader, but I don't think I actually remembered that you were a cheerleader. So uh, you ran track, though. You said all the way through high school and into college. What um, What did you run? I did the 100 hurdles, the 300 hurdles, um, sometimes 400 hurdles. Like in Pennsylvania, they do a 300, which is weird, but it happens. Um, and I did the high jump and the long jump. So, yeah, I... Um, so, all I, the okay. just like almost all the things. Yeah, yeah. I honestly wish they had offered like a heptathlon because I thought that like that would have been a good event for me because I like doing all the things, but they just didn't at like in my high school county, they didn't offer the hep, so just did regular so what's in i don't actually know what is in the the hep oh i'm gonna get this wrong okay they do the 800 they do i don't want to say the it's the one or the two i forget oh no it's the 800 i think the 200 the 100 hurdles um the high jump is it javelin or shot put shot put i think um i'm blanking on the rest i feel like there's like a longer race in there probably and then there's something else I forget the rest. Yeah, well, that's okay. more that's than I know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know most of them. <laughs> As someone who's five foot two, I have so much rec- like respect for long jumpers, and high mm. jumpers, and pole vaulters, and shot putters, <laughs> and distance runners. My legs all the track and tough. field events. All the track and field tough. events. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think my legs ain't taking me there. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you have a favorite event though? Mm, probably high jump. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked. I really liked um, high jump. Yeah, I think that's like the one that I practiced the most too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now is that the one that like took you to college? So no, I had stopped. I stopped running. I was like so bored with track by the time I reached like my senior year of high school that I stopped running. And then once I got to college, I just signed up for rugby and I just. I didn't run track anymore. Yes, yeah, so I was just ready for a switch, and that was it for me for track. Wow. I can't – well, I'm surprised, yeah. A, you got bored with track with the amount of different events that you did. Um, <laughs> but were you – look like, when you stopped running in high school, were you then starting to look for another sport, or were you kind of like, oh, like, I'm kind of done mm-hmm. with sports, or, like – you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I was, I was pretty much just done with sports. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really doing too much besides, like, my schooling and then hanging out with friends. Um, but I, I had met, like, a rugby player my senior year of high school, and she kind of told me, like, a little bit about the sport. So then, um, like, I, I knew that that was my next sport. I just couldn't really swing it when I was in high school, like, because, like, mm-hmm. the club teams, as you know, they practice at, what, like, 6.30 or 7.30 at night, and I just couldn't swing that while, you know, still in high school, so I just waited until I went to college. First week being at UCF, I signed up for rugby, and then I started going to practices. That's crazy. So, like, mm-hmm. rugby was on your radar before you even started playing it. 
Yeah, yeah. I still didn't know much when I showed up for practice. I guess I could have done my research. I just didn't. But um, yeah, it was um, it was something that I just like wanted to try. Like I wanted a new, a new sport. Now, when you were first learned, like when you when your friend first told you about rugby, like did you have any hesitation around it, or were you just like gung ho? Like yeah, that could that could be my next sport because it seems like a pretty big difference from like going from running track to like the most full contact sport that there is for women like that's that's a pretty stark uh difference yeah no I was um I was pretty excited about it I don't remember having really any reserve any reservations like I developed a few I guess from being at the practices because like I got yeah. out my first practice by one of the forwards and then that's pretty um, much a rite of passage though I think I know right <laughs> it is like as long as you just keep showing up it'll happen um and what else I remember like my first game I like saw a rug forming and I just like backed away from it I was like I don't know what's happening you know that's not for me that's not for me so um that was pretty much my intro into rugby but I definitely like developed more of like a liking into the sport but I don't remember being like fearful or anything going going into it wow that's I mean that's pretty impressive honestly because I think even I like I you know I, I played football when I was a kid and I was even I was like am I sure that this is what I want to sign up for? Like I was like, I've, I've told the story before, but like I was resistant for like six months before I finally went to a practice. Yeah. 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 I think, I think for rugby, like maybe ignorance is bliss. Maybe that's why I didn't do more research because like, I feel like we like even watching it now with someone that plays rugby, I was like, wow, I can't believe I do this. Yeah, Um, But like when you're in the game, you know, it doesn't really like, you know, it doesn't really feel like you're not, scared because you're just like in the moment and you're having so much fun so yeah but I think if maybe if I had like seen a game before going to practice or like known more about it maybe that that fear would have crept in like seen some of those like crazy like world stage hits yeah 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 might have been a little bit more like yeah. ooh, like ugh, I might get hurt doing this like this yep. Yep, definitely. That would definitely would have crossed my mind if I watched it. Yeah, I think that that was like for my dad. He that was like his biggest fear. He was like, "Don't get hurt, don't get hurt, don't get hurt." Like when I'm before I even like had started playing, like he was like, "You've made it through college, like you don't need to get hurt now." Like he was very um kind of resistant to it, and I think that that also I was a little resistant to it. I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm an adult now. I don't want to get hurt." But uh, you yeah. know, eventually I just yeah. went for it anyway, and you know, here we are now. And we are glad you did. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I did too. It's, it has clearly changed my whole life. And I mean, for you too, like, think about you in high school being like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of done with sports. And now it's literally your whole life. That's that's a pretty yeah. crazy journey right there, don't it's you big, think? It's a big change. It's a big change. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, okay. So you talked about starting rugby beginning of college. And so like uh, your first few practices, like when do you think you felt like you caught like the rugby bug like when did you start to fall in love with it probably honestly probably not until like two years in oh wow Um, yeah I don't know it was I I love like I like the sport but I think like once um once like some of my closer friends joined the sport I think that's really what took it to the next level because I like the sport you know I the I really like the team culture, but I didn't mm-hmm. really like the socials because I don't know. I just, it's just not my, not mm-hmm. my scene. I don't think. Um, so, but I think like once, um, once I really made like close friends on the team that really like changed everything for me. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, um, you know, this is a lot more fun, but I li- like, I liked the sport going into mm-hmm. it, but um, yeah. So now when you started in college, was that 15s? 
Yeah, it was all 15s, and then we would just play 7s during the summer. And did they throw you out on the wing? They did, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wing life for all four years at UCF. <laughs> oh, sometimes I miss that, like, just starting rugby wing life. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think a little bit there, it's like ignorance is bliss. They're like, here, take the ball, run. And don't get tackled. And that was like yep. pretty much what I was told before my first rugby game. Like, I feel like I totally mm-hmm. didn't, did not know all the rules, didn't really know what was happening, but I was having so much fun out on the yeah. wing, just like waiting for the opportunity to run with the ball. Mm-hmm. And you learn so much, I think, like playing wing, like obviously, like if you want to transition to a different position, you will have to, you know, spend some time in that role. You won't just pick it up from watching it from the wing. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's like a really good intro position into the sport because you can kind of see everything you're not thrown so much into the contact yet right. you kind of just get, get your feet wet a little bit so I think it's like a good a good place to start yeah I think too like especially you don't have to you don't have the same level of pressure on decision making like with passing and everything like that and so I think that mm-hmm. it is a really nice intro position you know and it especially helps when you're already fast like it does <laughs> yeah yeah then you're like, wow, this is fun and I'm learning, you know, it's Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I really like playing on the wing and I still enjoy playing on the wing. It's still my favorite position because I think it's the most fun. Oh, wow. I like, I like wing too. I think, um, I do get bored a little bit sometimes with 15s, but, um, for the most part, I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you started playing uh, your freshman year of college. And so how long from when you first started playing rugby till you like got scouted, got ID'd, got kind of in the, the national team system? I was invited to try out for the under-20 national team my first season of playing. Okay, um, so clearly you had a pretty good first season. <laughs> Let me just say that. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. So clearly mm. you're pretty good at it from the get. Yeah, yeah, I was I was all right. I would say I was all right. But my coach, like, you know, put in my information for the camp and I went to it. But I was actually like, you know, going from playing at the collegiate level to playing with um like just girls that just had a lot more experience. Like I was pretty terrible at my first camp. And then like we played one I did all right in practice, but like we played one scrimmage and literally they were like only gonna give me the ball once in the game and it was raining and like when they went to pass me the ball I slipped and fell and the ball oh. just like fell in front of me. So I literally like had no opportunity to show anything like in the game. I mean I messed that up because I slipped, but I like I was not invited back. Um so then like in the um in two thousand fourteen, like our team made it oh, two thousand thirteen our team made it to Sweet Sixteens in Maryland. And I was scouted again by the under-23 national team um, coach, and they invited me to a camp, and that one was much better. I did really well, and I ended up making the team um, for the under-23s. And then after that, like, while I was on tour with um, that team, I was on – I received an email from the national sevens team coach inviting me to a camp, so then that's when I started going to the camps. That's wild. Like that mm-hmm. is like, were you super nervous going into the U23 camp no. or even the, or the U21, like the first one? The first one, yeah, extremely. Um, but the second time around, one of my teammates had also been invited. So that was kind of like more calming for me. And I had just um, a lot more skills under my belt. Like I think at the first camp, I was like literally like the typical like new wing, like just mm-hmm. catch and run. Um, whereas like at the next camps, I was just much more prepared, like with the skill set. Um, and I just, you know, went in and I told myself to just 
have fun because I did not have fun the first time around. So I just told myself to have fun and like everything just kind of worked itself out. And like Shannon, my teammate was really helpful because she was there. So it was, um, yeah, much, much better experience. Yeah. I think that that's so nice. Like for my, my first Falcons tour, one of my best friends from home was with me and that was, it was like so comforting and it was so helpful to just Mm -hmm. to to have that person that like I knew and I was comfortable around just to like, to help keep it fun. I think even when I was like feeling like, Oh, like I really have to show up today. Like I really have to perform. Like if I want to go on with this, but I think that Mm -hmm. that's so helpful. So like, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And that's so cool that your best friend was on the tour with you. I know. I know. It's like a great little memory. Mm -hmm. And, and I know when I think back on that first Falcons tour, I'm like, wow, like that's where I met Casey. Um, So like, mm -hmm. and that's where I met, um my now roommate Berta so like it was a pretty impactful tour um, when I look back on it in like the terms of my life um Mm -hmm. yeah but uh so then you got scouted by sevens and you started going to sevens camps while you were in college yeah so I would basically get um a form for my um, professors that allowed me to miss um school for the week and I would just fly out to San Diego I know it was great Yeah, the school. Yeah, there was a lot of resistance from some of my professors, so it it was not always great. But yeah, um, I would fly out for a week, and we at the time, you know, we just you would just come in. There would be like anywhere from like six to nine campers, and we would all just be in the trainings with the team as if we were part of the team um, in residency. And yeah, it was great. Um, And then I did I think like three or four camps before I got an actual contract and I moved out, moved out here, um, January, 2015. And, um, I finished my schooling online and I also had to fly back to Orlando to do scholarship hours and what and whatnot until I graduated. Wow. Okay. So I did not realize that you moved out here before you were actually done with school. That's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was scary. Um, I almost didn't do it. Um, yeah, I was really nervous because I had a, you know, a scholarship and then I mm-hmm. also, um, just wanted to have my degree you know I didn't want to just do three and a half years of college and then walk away you know right um so yeah I had to figure out a few things and figure out the logistics and I ended up having to take like some of the classes through like another university that transferred over um so but it all worked out and I got the degree and was able to finish school and play rugby yeah I mean that's a that's a pretty big decision and especially (laughs) so at this point so you've gone to a few sevens camps and like you've played with some of the residents, but had you played, had you played any like big time sevens before you decided to like become a resident? Uh, yeah, no, I hadn't. Well, I had gone on one um, international tour with um, Tiger rugby okay. and then that was, that was it. I had never been on like the world series or anything. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, hey, look at you now. It all worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. So we're good. So you've been so you've been in the here since twenty fifteen. So what, that's like seven? Is it six years? Seven years? Yeah, six going on seven now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, my math, I can't I can't do quick math. <laughs> um but yeah, that's crazy. And so so you came out here, you started how long from when you like actually moved out here, went into residency before you like you made your first sevens debut? Mm, two weeks I think <laughs> yeah like our coach at the time he just asked me he's like you run really fast for two minutes and I was like yep and then he took me on tour so I was kind of like the um I was an impact sub so I would come on for like two minutes at the end of the game and you know score tries so that was my role for a while I loved it 
Now, okay, so you're sitting in the locker room before your first ever sevens game. How are you feeling? Um, I was extremely nervous. Yeah. 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 I, I was grateful that I had like Vix there too, because that's like one of my idols. Um, so she was just like, You just gotta catch and run. And I was like, Got it, I will catch and run. So that's pretty much what I did for the first tournament. I just caught the ball and ran. So Yeah, I mean, that's like honestly pretty similar to I feel like how my first um sevens tour went like uh I moved out here in the beginning of January and then by the end of January we were in Sydney for the tournament and I I just remember remember I just remember kind of sitting there and being like are we sure that I'm I'm supposed to be here like (laughs) oh my gosh you just were so like, good, though, that, like, you were doing so well that I think, like, a lot of us forgot that you had, like, just gotten there, honestly. Like, I know I did at one point. I was, like, talking to you, I think, in one practice in Sydney, and I was telling you, like, all these things, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm probably overwhelming her. Like, after the fact, I was like, she just got here. I should take it easier. I should not <laughs> try to tell her this entire story right now when she has a tournament in, like, a day. <laughs> so, uh, you were just doing so well that I'm like, oh, she's definitely, like, been here for, like, three years, <laughs> you know, it's like first first month first tournament take it easy chris <laughs> yeah i always well i appreciate you saying that it's very nice of you but i always like talk about how the first like probably few months i was here i had like the, just the learning curve is so steep and so the first few times people were like talking to me about like tactic tactics and stuff it was just like straight over my head like i have no mm-hmm. idea what's going on like i couldn't even tell you what they were trying to tell me like mm-hmm. It's just such a crazy, um, like, intro sometimes. And, but, yeah, but then, like, going into my first tournament, it was, I was pretty much like, okay, like, I'm going to be an impact sub. And, like, I honestly love that role. I still, to this day, love the impact sub role. It's, like, one of my favorite places to be. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, okay, like, go on and do your job pretty much. And I think, honestly, like, going into your first tour, that's a pretty good like place to be at like you don't feel the same level of pressure as like starting or like knowing that like it just I think there's a little bit less pressure in it sometimes it's like okay just go and do the thing that we already know you're really good at most definitely yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that debut was uh that so that was in 2015 when you moved out here yeah yep yeah Sao Paulo Brazil (laughs) wow who who do you remember who you played first New Zealand. That was your first game on the World Series? Yeah, and I went in in, like, the last 30 seconds. I didn't think he was going to play me, but he ended up – it was, like, 30 seconds left on the clock, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going in. And then he's like, Chris, get in. I was like, okay. And then, um, like, KJ passed me the ball, and I ended up, like, scoring a try. I was like, this is cool. (laughs) That's amazing. I can't believe you played New Zealand first. Just, just for like thirty seconds. No, <laughs> but still, just like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, like when you think about rugby, you you know, New Zealand is like one of the powerhouses, and so just playing them first game, like I'd be even more nervous, honestly. Who who did you play first? Who did we play in Australia? Uh, China was our first game. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, we played. We did end up playing New Zealand, but I don't think it was till like the second or third actually the third day I think I think it was a three-day one but yeah but honestly I I'm gonna go back to ignorance is bliss because by like we were going into the New Zealand game and I could feel that everyone was a little bit more like 
height, like stressed, nervous, like everything was a little bit heightened, but mm-hmm. I didn't even really know why, you know, like <laughs> I didn't know about like how crazy good New Zealand was. Like I really had no idea. So That's ignorance fun. really is bliss sometimes, I think, because I, did, is, I didn't know. Be. I didn't know how nervous I should have been, I think. <laughs> nah, that was good. That was ignorance is bliss is good. Yeah. <laughs> but like I look back on it now and I'm like, wow, like I was like, that was quite the experience. I probably should have been more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think honestly, like I was in disbelief. Like I, I remember like getting my first jersey and like or like even being in the tunnel before the first game and I really was like, wow, like I was like I feel like I blinked and I ended up here. Like it was just like one of those moments. Like I couldn't believe it was actually happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, your story is wild. It's like so cool how like you just I don't know started rugby and then started the national team and then just like took off. It's okay, but like crazy. you did too. You like decided to start playing rugby, <laughs> then were scouted within like the first two months of playing. Like, well, yeah, I didn't make that one. So. <laughs> But still, you were scouted, which is still yeah, means you were doing you were doing something right, you know. That's true. <laughs> um, so you have also played 15s. I know you played in the World Cup. So wh- what was that decision like to to play both sevens and 15s? Was it something you had to think about, or was like when the opportunity to play 15s came up, you were like, "Yes, I want to do that." Oh yeah, I was like I was jumping at the opportunity to play 15s. So um, I didn't know this at the time, but when I joined the sevens pool, I, I absolutely like love 15s. Um, when I joined the sevens pool, um, basically like I had been placed on like this list, like a do not call list from the 15s side. Oh wow! Um, I didn't know about that at the time, but then so then like you know, I mean it's it wasn't that serious, but like then. Um, I thought that, like, the 15s coach, like, didn't want me to play for the 15s team. Like, so, like, for, like, almost, like, two years, I was like, wow, dad, they really don't, like, consider me a good player for 15s. So, I um, I was like, okay, I'm going to play sevens. And then, like, World Cup was coming around, and they finally, like, you know, you were allowed to do both. They, like, opened up the pool. Yeah. Yeah, Like, they opened it up. Um, So then, yeah, I was allowed. And I was like, yes, like, please, I want to try out. Like, I want to do this. Because, like, I love 15s. And, like, I always wanted to play in, like, a 15s World Cup. So it was, yeah, I loved it. I was was so excited to have the chance. So so do you have a favorite between sevens and 15s? Uh, I think my favorite is sevens. Um, yeah, I good answer. I love, good answer. <laughs> I, know. I love playing wing for fifteens, but it's just it just isn't as much um action in my position. I mm-hmm. guess in our position because we both play wing. Yeah. Um. So sevens just has like so much more action and decision making. I think um within each game where it's fifteens. Like I love the strategy of fifteens. I love that you're like playing a little bit of chess. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just a different it's a different type of game. So I guess I like both for different reasons, but I, if I had to like pick right now, I think I would go with sevens just because I, I do more. <laughs> do more. You do it for a living, you know, it's your job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only 14 minutes and you're done, you know, and just that you gotta do it five more times in a tournament. But <laughs> It really is. The best part I think is the fact that it's, it's you know, quick, quick bursts. I really enjoy that. I think like, mm-hmm. I think that's, like, I am learning to love 15s. Like, I, I started playing 15s, but pretty quickly, once I played my first sevens game, I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, this is the one for me. Like, I really 
love sevens. And I think Mm -hmm. now that like I've had some experience with like world-class 15s, like I'm learning to love 15s as like I'm learning to understand the strategy and everything Mm -hmm. behind it. But I think for me a little bit, I think I like that sevens is, is so simple, you know, I mean, not so simple, but it's a simpler game, I guess, in my brain. And so I think that I really like that because I don't overthink it as much as I think with 15s, I'm like, okay, this person does this. And then if this happens, you have to do this. Like there's, I just feel like there's a lot of moving parts. mm -hmm, So many moving parts in the 15s game. And you're like, if you're the wing, you're kind of the organizer. So it's, um, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the other thing. It's like, yeah, you're kind of as a wing, you start to be in charge of like talking and communicating. And I'm like, I don't know what to say yet. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So you won't pick one. You know, I asked Mia the same question and she wouldn't. Well, you did pick sevens, but she yeah, wouldn't so. really pick one either. Um, but I guess you did pick seven, so I'll give you the credit of that. I, yeah, I, I appreciate know a lot, a lot of people do have like. Um, you know, like I love sevens or like, yeah. I love fifteens, but I do like I truly love them both. But uh, yeah, I'd probably go with sevens. <laughs> yeah. You just love so. rugby, you know, just love the sport and all of its it's a good forms. sport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is a really good sport. We always like I always laugh that it's kind of like a little bit of a cult because it's like once you start playing rugby, you just want everyone else to play rugby. Like you just yeah. want to spread it because it is such a special sport. Mm-hmm. and even when you're like not playing anymore it's like still pulls you in because of, like the social aspect and like there's so much more to like the rugby culture that like goes off field and I think that's like real one like really cool thing about it so oh absolutely <laughs> yeah oh yeah absolutely I am absolutely a rugby lifer now <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly like I talk all the time I was like I was really resistant to starting but like once I started I'd never look back mm-hmm yeah it's awesome yeah which is really cool we've talked all about your rugby journey and now you've had a pretty cool year or I guess year and two years now um of being captain of the USA 7s team so like what has that process been like for you it's definitely been a learning curve you know Mm -hmm. I um along with Abby want to just like best serve the team um so it's just been a lot of learning how to do that um, and mm-hmm. seeing, you know, like what, um, like intentionally thinking about like what the team needs in each moment or each um, cycle. Um, so yeah. I think that's been like the the biggest challenge is just like trying to um, like both represent the team and like, you know, speak to the, to the needs of the team. So. Yeah. Which, I mean, I will say, I think you guys do a really great job of, but like, I also think you guys have been, dealt a pretty crazy year um you know there's a lot there's been a lot of challenges thrown your guys's way in terms of like leadership of the team and you know the whole uh postponement of the olympics you know that whole unprecedented um thing that happened and you know the global pandemic so like yeah, what has that been yeah. like in terms of like being a leader of the team it has been challenging um i guess i'll speak to my role like mm-hmm. um i guess like for me i really try to keep the environment like light and fun make sure everyone's you know included and belongs and then also just like checking in um so I just it was pretty challenging you know last year with um a lot of like the protests and then like with the um pandemic so it was Mm -hmm. like um like you have to be all right in order to make sure that other people are all right so I like I think I gave myself quite a bit of grief and like not um 
fulfilling those roles as much because I was more so like trying to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and is I think incredibly that, important. Yeah, yeah, that is that is incredibly yeah. important. Um, so it was um, it was kind of like that situation um, last year, and I think like a little bit into like earlier this year. But I think now like we're you know back on track, and like just it's been good to have like the tournament to meet back training together as a squad. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. much back to like you know trying to keep us connected and like having us be on the right track so that everyone is you know performing at their best. That's a really nice way to put it. (laughs) I mean, I think you guys really do a a really great job, but I also recognize that it's probably one of the hardest positions to be in. I mean, it's one thing to like be a player and be worried about your performance on the field. It's another thing to be a captain of a team and to be worried about not just your performance, but also like your, you know, the team as a whole and like your position in leading the team as a whole. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we all go through like those stressful moments on the field, but I think sometimes when you are in a captain role, it's like you kind of have to put aside your personal like performance and be be focused on the team performance. And I think that's a really difficult role to fulfill sometimes, especially given the highs and lows of our sport. Yeah. Yeah. It can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So like, is that part of the learning curve, like of learning, like how to balance those two things, like on a game day or something like that? Do you ever like struggle with that? Or do you think that that's something that you've kind of learned to be able to handle pretty well? Mm, I have struggled with it, I guess, but I also have like, like the fact that we're co-captains is really good because, you Mm -hmm. know, if you know, one of us is having like an off day or an off week, you know, we can just ask the other like, hey, can you really just take the lead on this? You know, I need a Mm -hmm. moment. Um, And then we also just like our team makes it really easy. Honestly, like, you know, there's just so many like natural born leaders on the team. And then like just everyone at some point, you know, might speak up and say something or like do something really good to connect us or say the right thing, you know? So it's like, I don't necessarily feel like the weight or the burden is like all on my shoulders or Abby's shoulders Mm -hmm. um, in like leading this team because like literally everyone, you know, at some point has helped this team through something and in their own way. So it's, um, yeah. So if I am struggling, like I'll reach out and kind of lean on someone else, but otherwise like there have been times where I've been like, I guess not at like peak performance for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like, without even having to say anything, like someone else will have spoken up in the huddle or someone else will have done this really great thing to get us like on the front foot in the game. So Mm -hmm. it's like, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't really feel um, as much of that burden, I guess, because we just have, we're a team. So, you know, we just have like so much help all the time, you know, whether we ask for it or not, it's great. Which I think is a really, like, as you said, a pretty ideal situation, because I do think, um, you know, as you like when you watch our team play, like we do have so many experienced players and so many people who have been through so much and like, like, I don't know, like five people on our team have been or even more, I guess, probably half our team has been around since before like 2016. So like -hmm. a lot of people have been through it and like are able to step up in different moments. And I do think that is a really cool thing um to see like for us as a whole unit but uh speaking of 2016 you were around for that build-up how Mm -hmm. has this build-up been like different than that one this build-up is a little less um stressful I would say and that could be because I'm older at this point I've done it already or Mm -hmm. or the situation but um yeah I just think that like as a team we've done a lot of work on our culture um so I think it's just like a um 
a time in this program's period where we're just at a really good place culturally mm-hmm. and like culturally and like we're having a good time we're enjoying each other's company like we're, we're not worrying about like all this like off-field stuff um so I think that that it's just so great going into like an Olympic an Olympic season and going into the games you know um so yeah, I think we didn't, um, we just didn't spend as much time on those types of things in 2016. And then I also think like we've done a lot of like the groundwork and like with like mindfulness and like, Mm -hmm. um, personality traits. And I think that goes uh, a long way in like you realizing like how to give and receive feedback and like how to connect with each other, like just knowing those things about each other, I think just adds to the closeness of this group. And I think that it's just, it's just better now in my opinion than it was in 2016. So that's, it's just been really great to be a part of. Yeah. I think it has been a really cool process. And like, even in the time I've been here, like I've recognized changes. So like, I can't even imagine for you, like, you know, six years of this, like, I feel like the program has kind of like flipped on its head a little bit. Yeah. Night and day, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, it's it's a really cool thing to be a part of, just to be able to see the growth of the team. Like, for me personally, just in the last two years, like seeing how much all the players have grown and like how our culture has grown, how we've like learned to trust each other and trust our coaches and just the buy-in has really um, changed a lot, I think, since Mm -hmm. even when Mm -hmm. I first got here. So I can only imagine like how different it must be um, from when like you were still a college kid and decided to move out here to now. (laughs) Yeah, lots, a lot has changed. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, so like, if you look back on like your whole rugby journey, you know, from when, you know, you first decided rugby is a sport that I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot to like now, like, do you have a favorite rugby moment or like, do you have something you're going to remember most about the whole experience? I have two, I guess. So like um, going to 15's World Cup was like a pretty big um, moment for me, mm-hmm. um, especially because I had gotten injured before the Olympics. And so that was like my first like big event because mm-hmm. we play on the World Series, but I had never competed in a World Cup. I had never been to the Olympics. So like rugby, um, pro, rugby World Cup was like a huge, a huge deal um, for me. Mm-hmm. And then also like winning the Ritz, like being a part of the yeah. team that won the first um, tournament, which is the, yeah, won the first tournament for Team USA. It was like um, a pretty big deal because, you know, I obviously had been training for it for a few years at this yeah. point. And like our program, we would just go to these tournaments and sometimes we would do well, but we just did not get that number one um, podium finish. So it was just like, such a huge deal like I was literally in tears it felt like the culmination of like all the hard work that like the people that I was you know watching play rugby before mm-hmm. I was like their teammates and I just like really idolized them so it just like felt like a culmination of all of their hard work even though many of them were no longer there and I was just mm-hmm. like so happy to finally get that win like for them and then for like the new girls coming up and it just I don't know it just felt like a new moment for USA Rugby so yeah it felt like a turning point a little Mm -hmm. bit like you know now that we like we've gotten there like we've raised all of our standards like this is now something that we know we can do you know it's like that shattering the glass ceiling moment it's like okay like we've gotten here and now we can we believe that we can keep getting here and I feel like that was that was a big moment like even as somebody who as, as I've said wasn't in the program for that long like I could feel that Mm-hmm. And so I think that that I do think that that that's one of my favorite moments when I look back at it, too, is just that moment in Beeritz. It was like everyone was crying, like especially <laughs> the people who had been around for a few years, like yeah. just full tears. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, was, it, it was a big deal. Yeah. And it definitely, and I do think it was representative of like all the people who had played before us and like, you know, that whole idea of leave the jersey in a better place and you found it. And it's like all those people that laid the foundation for us to be even be in that position to be getting to play in that tournament. Yep. And yeah, so I'm sure like having played with some of the like the people before, like that must have been really special. Oh, yeah. 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 It was great. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's a good answer. Yeah. Casey, I think Casey said Burritz too. So um, oh, cool. a lot of people like really are chalking that one as like one of the best ones. And I think <laughs> rightfully so, because I would have to say it was one of mine too. It was also, it was also the tournament that we qualified for the Olympics, <laughs> which is really crazy when you think about it. That was two years ago now that we actually qualified for this thing that, you know, knock on wood is finally going to happen this summer, but like <laughs> just two years yeah. ago. Yeah. It's- yeah. Time, time right now is a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, it seriously is. It seriously is. Um, okay, well, also something I want to ask you about, because as I am wearing one of your shirts right now, and you are wearing the other one, I can see it, the cup. So I am wearing the um, Uplift Others shirt, and you're wearing the Come As You Are shirt, which are both shirts that you've created yourself and have put out and promoted and marketed um, and so I think it's really cool that you're doing that for it's, and it's not just for you. It's also for rugby in general. So I just want to talk a little bit about like that decision to start, you know, with the uplift other shirts and just a little bit of like what that process has been like of like kind of building a brand in that way and like putting out rugby positive, um, clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely been a journey, um, just figuring out how to do, everything like creating a website and finding an artist and figuring out how to get you know the art to t-shirt you know so it's um it's definitely been its own journey but um I've absolutely loved that I you know now have not one but two shirts out with mm-hmm. like a message um I personally love talking tees like I have like 5,000 of them and I just I just love coming across people when they have like really like nice shirts that have like a cool message on it so um, to be able to create some and to be able to create some with the sport I love, like tied into it, I just um, I was really happy to be able to, you know, figure every, everything out and get the get the ball rolling on it. So, yeah. yeah. So what was the inspiration behind like the start of it? So like this uplift other one, like was the mm-hmm. idea first or was the photo first or like um, like what came first? <laughs> Chicken or the egg, you know? Yeah, the idea came first. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I, I probably still have the note on my phone somewhere, but I just wanted to create like talking tees that were rugby mm-hmm. related. So I was like jotting yeah. down like all the ideas, ideas that I had. Yeah, and then like I don't, I don't even remember how it came to me, but it, it just eventually came to me like up with others with the line out. So it was just like boom. Um, yeah, so I don't. I don't remember the exact process, but like I was, I was like thinking of ideas at one point and then kind of mm-hmm. put that to the side. And then I think one day just up with this came to me. Um, so yeah. And what about the second one, the come as you are ones? Come as you are was, um, I didn't think about this at the time, but I actually do have a shirt that's similar to this, but it's, um, it has a group of women and they all have like, you know, different ethnicities and sizes and differing abilities. Um, and that one, they're all doing like the Rosie Riveter, um, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know, bicep curl. Um, bicep curl, yeah. Yeah, there we go. And it says like, we can do it. And I love that shirt. I got it from an artist in um, Philly, like, when I was in like high school 
Um, so I think like, I didn't think about it at the time, but I'm pretty sure like this was like heavily influenced by that. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I didn't quite know the message. That was actually one that was interesting because I didn't start with a message on that when I started with um, the design and I knew I just wanted everyone represented. Mm -hmm. um, but I went through a few different um, phrases like rugby for all and like everyone plays, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And then I was like speaking to Nia one day because she I have another shirt that says come as you are. And she was like, man, I like really love that shirt that says come as you are. I was like, I should do come as you are on this shirt. So then um, I put that the phrase on this shirt and I just loved how it, how it came together. Yeah. I think also they're both really representative of, I think the community of rugby, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And like, was that something you were intending or is that just, you know, because they're rugby based, it's just, that's just part of the community. No, I definitely wanted it to um, portray the rugby community. Like I knew that, I knew that the words would do a lot of that, like, just mm -hmm. because, like, they are, like, an uplifting message, a yep. message of sending, like, especially with the come as you are, like, that phrase just means, like, so much to me, like, it, I, like, I heard it a lot growing up, like, in the church, you know, like, in the church, when they say come as you are, it's like, you know, we will accept you however you are, you know, and that, like, that's what that means, but I didn't always feel that, I guess, growing up, and I like the, with the rugby community, like, I actually feel that and I really mm -hmm. so I really like the phrase along with the rugby like I want people to know that this is like this is a sport where we will accept you as you are you know we won't try to change you or anything so it's just like I really liked how that phrase like came back around to me and had like a different meaning yeah I really do think that that's so special because right that that is like one of the best parts about rugby it's like anyone who mm -hmm. wants to play rugby can play rugby and the rugby community is so great at just it, as you said, like accepting everyone exactly as they are, mm -hmm. which I think is a really unique part of rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uplift others kind of like speaks for itself, just like you know raising each other up. And I thought it was yeah. like a cute play on words because of the line out, because so. of the the lifting of each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you can see the whole thing, but there yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it is. It's really. I think it's really, really special, um, and really reflective of the rugby community, which is very cool. Mm -hmm. um yeah i uh yeah i know i was like i actually don't have the come as you are one i'm gonna have to get this that one but <laughs> i have i have the uplift others one i think like our whole team has them at this point honestly yeah i think most people do have one yeah. <laughs> appreciate the support <laughs> oh yeah absolutely um so let's do a quick plug though of if somebody wants to get one of these shirts where can they find them you can find them at christhomas11.com the link is in my instagram bio which is also christhomas11 <laughs> wow that's so good that was that's good marketing because my my handles are different on like every social media platform and now in hindsight i'm like wow that was not a great decision on my part oh uh, yeah it's tough yeah that's i mine weren't the same at, at one point um either but then i switched them all and i also changed my number to 11 because i can be 11 and 7s and 15s Oh, um, look at so that. Yeah. Higher level thinking right there. <laughs> it all came together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that is some that's you're ahead of the game there with that. One. That's very <laughs> smart. I was like, I don't really want to play center in 15. So I think the 12 is going to have to stick to being my sevens number. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, 12 is my favorite number. So I was actually really, really happy that it just coincided with my first tour. That was the number that wasn't taken. So it was just given to me. Oh, um, and out. yeah, it worked out really well. I was like, wow. I was like, oh, the stars are aligning. Like, maybe this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, you know, mm-hmm. just because I got like my favorite number. Why is, um, why is 12 your favorite number? I don't know. It just really always has been like it's it's was the number I wore in soccer from like when I was a kid through high school through college like so it just always like was my number and I just always really liked it. And then also mm-hmm. Tom Tom Brady wears um twelve. I was about um, to ask, is this anything to do with Tom Brady? <laughs> it did not start as being about Tom Brady, but. You know, he's worn the number very well. So, you know, I'm just trying to be another another person representing the number 12 very well. So that, you know, put me and Tom Brady in the same sentence, same category. You know, that's that's the goal one day. I mean, that's not a bad that, that's not a bad thing at all. No. And if the only reason we're in the same sentence is because we wear the same number, you know what? That's close enough for me. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. so I'll take it. True fan. <laughs> big one i know i know it's one of the one mm-hmm. of the few things everyone knows about me is that i'm a patriots fan so mm-hmm. <laughs> but um and a rugby fan a rugby lifer so rugby lifers here rugby mm-hmm. lifer mm-hmm. yeah um okay so one other thing that i really really want to talk to you about is roller skating so <laughs> i learned tammy i learned the other day that um when you're on quads it is very specifically called roller skating and not rollerblading, which I think it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. I just never knew that that um, it was important to make that distinction. But let's talk about roller skating <laughs> because it's something you've picked up a lot in like the last year, right? Yeah, I have definitely put in, put more time into it in the last year. Um, so I bought my skates sort of about three years ago, but I was k- kind of skate here and there, but not really that often. Um, and then, you know, once we were under like a stay at home order, I was skating all the time in my garage. So I was like learning a a lot on my own from like YouTube videos. And it just kind of became this like fun thing to do almost Mm -hmm. every day, you know, when I had like nothing else to do besides like my workouts and watching TV or maybe, you know, open a book or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was cool to, um, just skate. And then I met, you know, other skaters and it was cool because it's like, so then something that you can do outside socially distant and we were like mm-hmm. all um pretty similar to like in the fact that we liked um rink skating and like the music and the culture of that so it was like really cool to like meet this group of people and I don't know just showing up I'm like my people like I finally like met you and like I find and just like felt so at home with the group um so yeah that became our thing we just had like um an instagram group and we would you know pick where we would meet up and then we skated all the time so it's just been great to you know be able to experience like i had already fallen in love with the rugby culture but then i fell in love with the skate culture and now i had like two families and i'm just like this is amazing um (laughs) So, yeah, I just, I love skating. It's really cool. Like, I, I like rollerblading, but I like, mm-hmm. I like it because it's just like a, something to do, something to like, it gets me outside and I it's more entertaining to me than walking. But you're mm-hmm. like, you're like dancing on skates. <laughs> like, like, it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, I love it. Like, it's, it's like, moment. what? Yes. Yeah. Wait, 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 yeah. where, does, where do we see these videos of you dancing in roller skates? Check out her I'll, reels I'll on her see. Instagram page. <laughs> it's on the reels. Okay, so it's Chris Thomas 11 on Instagram. Yep. 
go check it out. I was just on this page, but I didn't check um, your reels. I'm yeah. clicking on it right now, and I'm going to find this. Oh, okay, okay. All right, everyone, you've got to check this out. We're going to share yeah. these reels. I'm going to share one, actually, and this is impressive. This is yeah. so cool. <laughs> Thank you. It's no joke. Like, like, And I think, too, like, we were living together when the pandemic, like, first started, you know, before, mm-hmm. like, the world shut down and I went back home and everything. And you were, like, just starting to do it a little bit in the garage, I think. Yeah. But, like, from that moment to now, like, you've come very far. <laughs> like, that's yeah. really it was, impressive. It's, it's honestly, like, so much easier when you meet other people that skate because you, mm-hmm. you teach each other things. So you just learn everything so much faster because like I well we talked earlier about how I can watch videos and learn things pretty quickly yeah. but it is a little bit it's even easier when you have someone right there yeah. like teaching you the steps instead of trying to figure out the YouTube video and is this foot mm-hmm. going this way or that way um so yeah it was um it's it's crazy because I haven't even really like scratched the surface of it honestly like I you know I put everything on pause you know because training for the Olympics and whatnot yeah. but um like you know, post that I'll try a lot more things that I'm not willing to try now because, like, obviously, I like don't want to get hurt. Um, right. But like, you are I, on wheels, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the things that I've seen other people do though on wheels, like, it's insane. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep practicing, but I feel like I'm like still in the beginner level compared to them. So it's like I've got I've got a long way to go. <laughs> do you think that roller skating is gonna be something that you do like for the rest of your life now? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, because yeah, it's something, yeah, you can do it until, like, pretty old age. So I really like that about it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the plan. That's pretty, yeah. that's that's a pretty cool thing to have found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the community yeah. is just so cool. Like, they just want to teach you everything. Like, especially the older skaters, they come out there and they just, like, are so willing to just show you anything. And, like, it's, it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, we are definitely going to shoot those out with the episode. Don't worry. <laughs> those will be part of the promos. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Tammy's got them up right now. She's getting ready. <laughs> She's oh on top goodness. of it. um yeah no but they are really impressive I think I like think about it all the time I'm like I almost fall just like rollerblading so I can't imagine like you know spinning and picking Mm -hmm. my feet up and like all the things that you guys do so easily putting music to it too that's honestly I think what makes it easier like sometimes I'll be learning a move and I'm like just really stiff with it or it's just not clicking but then I'll like put music to it and you like stop thinking about it as much because you're just dancing with the song and it just comes together like a lot um a lot easier but the cool thing i've actually seen is like other people doing the dance moves on on rollerblades like on inline skates because oh, i had wow. never yeah i never experienced that I just i like i we used to have like birthday parties at the rinks in philly mm-hmm. and everyone would be on quads like i don't even know if they rented inline skates honestly um so i had never really seen anyone dance on inlines and there's a guy that i actually um follow on instagram and he like does all the same moves that we do on inline so i think it's pretty impressive so that you ever, is you mad impressive <laughs> i don't think i'm good enough of a skater you know i'm like a rollerblader of like i can get from point a to point b but like don't ask me to do anything special <laughs> um That's so surprising because <laughs> you're so athletic but can you stop <laughs> who can you oh, stop when me kirsch can you stop uh yeah it was a process though i had to learn how to stop <laughs> 
It's terrifying. It's hard. It's no joke. Like, I stop into a wall. I can't stop on, <laughs> yeah, I I stop on ice okay, skates. I cannot stop on ice skates. Okay, I was hoping you weren't going to go there, but that's probably ended my ice hockey career because I could never learn to stop. Yeah, I cannot I stop I just skates. went into a circle and I just glided and glided and glided until I went the other direction. So that's probably yeah. what I would do on skates. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, no, it took me a little while. Like I used to roller blade. I used to inline skate when I was a kid, like in the neighborhood, like we used to play like street hockey and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I had done it when I was a kid. And then um, I think it was when I first moved out here, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, a great activity is like, I'm going to get rollerblades. I'm going to go rollerblading. And I definitely had a few incredibly close calls where I was like, I probably shouldn't have been on skates because I was not good enough at stopping. Um, so it was definitely a little bit of a learning process for me. I actually had to like, mm-hmm. I actually had to like YouTube it and be like, how do you stop on skates? Because mm-hmm. I got also got hockey skates um so they don't have like the stopper on the back that like a lot of rollerblades do have um yeah so that took me a minute but we're good now we can stop okay yeah so scary yeah um yeah but i still can't imagine dancing on them i think that that's probably (laughs) a whole new level um i can't dance without rollerblades on so i I don't see myself (laughs) doing it anytime soon with with wheels on (laughs) (laughs) that's cool that's cool (laughs) yeah um okay so we're just going to end with our our repeat questions these are the the questions that we're asking everyone um so the first one are you ready for it ready okay who is one athlete in another sport that you'd love to compete against and see how you measure up um that is a tough question i have been thinking about this for a little while um i don't know if i would want to do that No other sport? There's no one that you want to compete against? Yeah, I I mean... You can make them play rugby. I, I know, but I'm, like, I initially thought, like, Serena Williams, but mm-hmm. I just think she might end me. Like, I just don't know if I want to go up against her. Like, that would be kind of terrifying, but I would like to see her play rugby, so I guess I'll say Serena. Okay, okay, that's a good answer. I think she would probably be a badass rugby player, too. I honest. think she would, too. Like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd love to see that, But too. on our team. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I I don't I don't want to get hit by her. Like no. I don't want to get tackled by her, um, because I think she really would be a badass rugby player. So yeah, yes. definitely on our team. But I'd like or just like watching her play. I think I'd, I'd enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's a really good answer. Yeah, I think she'd be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then the final question. This one, as I say, is for all the marbles, and it is: What do you love most about rugby? I love the culture of the sport. Um, I've found that anywhere you go in the world, um, there are people that play rugby or have played rugby that are just willing to take you in, willing to show you a good time. Um, um, it's just, you know, that come as you are mentality, just like mm-hmm. all over the world. Like, even if they don't know you, <laughs> they know that you play rugby and you guys have the link of loving this sport. And I think that is just um, such a cool thing that to be able to just go anywhere and be and be embraced by people that like share a love of something with you. So I'm going to go with that. A very good answer. The come as you are mentality, I think, is a very, really good way to sum that up and to sum up rugby in general. I think that's really incredible that's great what's yours my favorite thing about rugby yeah oh god no one's actually asked me that (laughs) (laughs) after all this time no one's asking me that question Hmm. um (laughs) oh i wasn't prepared um 
I think it would have to be just how empowering rugby is. I think um, it's something that I felt incredibly empowered by, and I think it's something that women in general can feel really empowered by, and I think that that's really special. Um, and just the fact that, you know, anyone can play rugby. If, if you want to play rugby, there's a place for you on the rugby field and like you will be welcomed and embraced. And I think just in playing it and it being a full contact sport, I just think is so empowering for so many things, you know, for body positivity, for building confidence, just, just all those things. I think that's my favorite part about rugby. That's a good one. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a sport. What a sport. <laughs> Rugby lifers. What a sport. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so that pretty much wraps up wraps up our episode for this week. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. It was such a great conversation. I oh, learned so you. much about you. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's all from us at Blood, Sweat, and Beers. So follow us everywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, have a good week, everyone. Bye.